is it all started with a seven-year-old boy living in a diamond mining community in Sierra Leone. So when I had found out I had most likely purchased a conflict diamond, I thought I needed to make this right somewhat in, in my own mind. So I started sponsoring this little boy and I got this little boy Pon Pon. And we started writing letters, exchanging letters. And it was the first time that I got a very raw, um, up close and personal look at what it was like for a child to grow up in these conditions. So Anna, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. So you are the CEO and founder of Mia Donna. Correct. And this was interesting to me because I think we, we connected or connected with someone on your team about your business and lab-grown diamonds. It really hit a chord for me because I was I got married probably oh, four years ago and I really looked into this. Oh, wow. And, you know, I didn't want to buy a new diamond, so we ended up buying a uh, – uh, when it's – like a, a, an heirloom diamond. Yes, yes. Yeah, but I was really close. <laughs> so I'm really intrigued by the industry and the rise yeah. of it. So I uh, would love for you to kind of just, you know, start telling us about how'd you get into this business? how did you start the company? Sure. Well, I really appreciate you being a conscious consumer and realizing that there was an issue and uh, through your purchasing power, you could make a difference. So that in itself is fantastic, no matter what you purchase, just looking into the origin of your products. Um, and that's kind of how I came into the business. I didn't set out to be um, a, a corporate tycoon or save the world <laughs> or anything. Um, it actually more started off as being just an activist, and that's kind of how I came into the industry. Okay. So um, it was about 2005, and I'd actually found out I had most likely purchased a conflict diamond. And it was my father that was visiting me in America that, that actually first posed the question. He said, do you know where your diamond comes from? And that was the first time it had ever dawned to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, where did it come from beyond the jewelry store? Mm -hmm. And so I was actually quite disappointed in myself that I'd never thought about this. So I did a lot of research um, and through all the research I gathered the time and place in which I'd purchased my diamond. Okay. It was most likely a conflict diamond, came from a conflict area. I went back to my local jewelry store and asked questions and they had no idea. Sure. Later found out that only one in nine diamonds can actually be traced back to the original huh. origin. Um, and as it would be, I, th I then got Put on bed rest with my son so i had an abundant I had like six months <laughs> to do absolutely nothing but research but this. research yeah. this exactly um so the more research i did the more um of a living nightmare i uncovered and what i had actually bought into by buying this product and women are the driving force behind this trade and it was us the ones that um you know devote our life by protecting children we're actually hurting them and buying this product yeah so it was really kind of this mission driven thing for you and it was funny. I went to business school, and as part of a lot of business schools, we you do this case study mm -hmm. where you uh, through De about De Beers diamonds okay. and yeah. how just kind of artificial uh, demand they create mm -hmm. for diamonds. Mm -hmm. And so it's always been kind of fascinating to me the whole industry and kind of not to put anybody in blast, but kind of how crooked the industry is yes. of diamonds. So well, it was all about making money, right. and it was the best marketing campaign that's ever existed. Sure. Uh, geniuses, absolutely geniuses. Yeah. But um, it worked well. Yeah, and so you, you know, you started this, and we were talking before we started recording too. 
Tell, tell me about just lab-grown diamonds in general. Like, when did those first kind of start being created and become commercially available? Because they really haven't been around that long, right? Well, we've been researching how to grow diamonds for about 70 years. GE uh, kind of started um, researching. Okay. But it's really only been in the last decade that we've really developed the technology. So now we can grow diamonds that are better now than anything we'll ever get out of the earth. Hmm. So we've really perfected the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in 2005, when I started this, we could only grow diamonds to about a quarter of a carrot and they were yellow in color um, which really consumers weren't going to buy that over an earth mine diamond so we've been really developing that technology Um, and then just last year well sorry now 2016 me a donna scientist actually grew the largest lab grown diamond ever created in the usa and it was 6.28 carats so we've come a long way in the past 12 years yeah so you're definitely with this industry poking the bear a little bit oh absolutely absolutely and i personally think it's great and you know it's still fairly new so you know, I want to get into more about your company, but in the industry in general, how what's kind of the industry doing to educate consumers and, and getting out there? Do you, do you see it growing a lot? And we're in your showroom here just outside Portland, so it's a beautiful showroom. But how how's that kind of catching on? Well, consumers are the people that are going to change industries. Right. Um, the earth mine diamond industry have been trying to hold this back for for many many years, um, and I've been yelling it from the rooftops. <laughs> and I'm trying to be an activist for not only the diamond miner but the consumer also, and yeah. letting them know exactly what is what is happening out there. Um, and consumers are really more conscious now about where their products come from, and they're asking a lot of questions. Um, and that's why the popularity of lab grown diamonds have significantly grown. Um, the fact that they're up to forty percent less than earth mine diamonds um, is a major benefit right. as well yeah, yeah. yes that was what i was looking into and definitely was part of it and um so tell me about you know your company how you started mm-hmm. this just we we also were talking before we recorded you know you your background is not this at all i have no education <laughs> at all in so, diamonds yeah yes. and I, like you said it was kind of this mission thing you started to research about that so how did you say you know what i'm gonna get into starting a company around this like what was the it was really kismic it was it and it's amazing even still thinking about it to the to this day is it all started with a seven-year-old boy living in a diamond mining community in sierra leone okay. so when i had find, found out i had most likely purchased a conflict diamond i thought i needed to make this right somewhat in in my own mind so i started sponsoring this little boy and i got this little boy pon pon <laughs> and we started writing letters exchanging letters and it was the first time that i got a very raw um up close and personal look at what it was like for a child to grow up in these conditions. And um, I will never forget the day that he wrote to me and said, I had a great summer because only one of my classmates was killed. And right there, I was um, pregnant at the time and I had a one-year-old and looking at them and being a mother, I thought, how this this is ridiculous. Yeah. This can't go on. So that was really the kick, um, the, the the fire in me, I suppose, yeah. um, that said something needs to be done. Mm. So at first I started looking for a conflict-free diamond. It's like, how can I sponsor more children? So if I could sell a conflict-free diamond, um, well, a totally conflict-free uh, jewelry option. And then that could be the sustainable funding source to help more children. Hmm. That was the idea. Then soon found out there's no such thing as a conflict-free diamond if it comes out of the earth when you gather all the humanitarian and um, um, uh, environmental abuses. Um, so that's when I started turning to science and working with scientists to say, how can we grow diamond in a lab in gem quality? Got it. So how? tell me about kind of the process of 
how your company works. So like you said, you work with scientists. So you're not just a retailer, even that's part of it. Mm -hmm. You have this connection to the lab. So can you tell me how they're grown? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I work with a couple of different labs because um, a couple of my labs uh, have different recipes okay. um, and different recipes produce different diamonds. Some are very large, some are very colorless, some are colored. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the general way in which we make a diamond is that we are replicating the natural growing process of what happens in the earth. We're just doing it in a modern day lab environment. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like making ice in your freezer versus getting it from a glacier. They're still chemically, optically and physically identical right. to each other. But one was made in a controlled environment and one was made in nature. Okay. So we're just crystallizing carbon. Um, and so in our US-based laboratories, uh, we start by cutting a small piece of carbon. And so we call this the seed. Okay. The seed is then placed into a, a chemical vapor deposition chamber. Um, we release different gases um, and electrical energy, which ignites a plasma bulb. And that's really the reaction that we're looking for that creates the environment okay. for the diamond seed to grow. And so then within six to 12 weeks, we have a perfect rough diamond. And it's exactly the same as if we'd gotten it out of the earth. So six to 12 weeks. Six to 12 weeks. But the funny, the, the fascinating thing is that that's how long it takes for the earth to grow diamonds. The earth doesn't, it's not producing any more diamonds. That was done a long, long time ago when we had the environment where a lot of uh, volcanic activity, okay. a lot of heat, a lot of pressure, which we don't have anymore. So all the diamonds in the earth were created billions of years ago and have just been waiting there for, for us to discover them. But they also took six to 12 weeks. I mean, this is, you're just dropping knowledge. This is <laughs> fascinating. So um, how many, how many labs are there in the country? Well, Yes, there. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple and there's more popping up daily, sure. which is well weekly, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm really this is becoming very mainstream. Yeah. Um, however, I'm very selective on who I work with, mm -hmm. and I have to have uh, like core values and like missions. Mm -hmm. And I know everyone personally. I don't yeah. buy from anyone that I that I don't know. I'm very connected in the industry. Right. So you so you you, you know started the company this kind of tw uh, 2005, mm -hmm. and here we are uh, 2018. Um, how have you seen the growth, not only of the industry, but your company mm -hmm. here locally? And um, what do you see going forward? Like how, how are things mm -hmm. going? Yeah. Well, lab-grown diamonds are simply the evolution of the diamond. Products and industries evolve um, as we know better, and mm -hmm. we, we evolve as, as, as human beings. Yeah. And that's simply what the lab-grown diamond is. Uh, I mean, back in 2015, we owned only about half a percent of the diamond industry in general. I mean, the lab-grown diamond yeah. industry owned uh, the earth mine diamond industry. Um, last year, that was up to about 4%, um, and they predict that by 2020, that will be up to about 7.5%. So okay. you can just see the growth is yeah. quite exponential. Yeah, it's growing pretty fast. So let's talk Portland a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, why, I guess you were here already when you started your company. Correct. How has Portland been, I love asking this question, as an entrepreneur, as starting mm -hmm. a company? What are some of the good things about being here? But also, you mentioned to me you have folks in New York. So, mm -hmm. you know, tell me some of the pros and cons just about running a business out of I, Portland. I definitely think starting my business um, in Portland, it, it allowed me to grow quicker, faster. Um, because we're very like-minded yeah. people in Portland are very conscious about their their social and environmental yeah. um, efforts and so I I gained a, a quick following um, pretty quickly in Portland where everyone else on the outside especially the earth mine diamond mm -hmm. industry were belittling it um, and trying to stop 
mm-hmm. the process of, of Lab Grown Diamonds becoming mainstream. Um, I really feel like being in Portland helped me gain some more traction. Got it. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. I mean, we just have that ethos here. And, you know, do you see, I don't consider myself a millennial. I'm on the kind of <laughs> end of that. But I, you know, think as the younger people are getting married, you've probably seen a lot more interest in it. And how are the people, are they seeking you out? Or what's, Correct. how yeah. is that? I mean, we, there's a lot of people that come to us for many different reasons. Um, uh, uh, millennials are looking for more value in the products that they're purchasing. And it's not just about money, uh, well, price and, and marketing anymore. It's about, does this product represent my values? So definitely people are sorting us out because um, we're very transparent. And we just want to be an ad- advocate for for our consumers. Um, but then there's also the people that are like, I just don't want to spend that much. <laughs> like, right. I want to get engaged. I yeah. just don't want to spend that much. I right. want to go on a vacation. I don't want to, yeah. you know, I want to buy a house. And you said it's 40%. Up to 40% but... less of the international RapNet um, okay. pricing of diamonds. And do you see that price as industry grows mm-hmm. about staying that difference? Or how's the, how's the effect on pricing been as the yeah. industry has grown? Mm-hmm. It's been a little bit of trial and error. Um, however, I don't feel it will change much. Uh-huh. It actually does cost about the same to set up a diamond mine or a diamond lab. So the, the prices are still very, very much the same. Uh-huh. However, we're not inflating it like earth mine diamonds are inflated because my supply chain is very, very short. It comes from my lab to me, Adonna, to my customer. Whereas an earth mine diamond can touch up to 20 hands before it gets to the end consumer. So everyone takes a little part of that. Um, so really what we're pricing lab grown diamonds at should be what all diamonds should be priced at. Interesting. So do you have some of the, uh, the big folks kind of, uh, are they getting into the industry or how does that it's, it's been really interesting. It's been really interesting. I mean, first they, um, the Earth Mine Diamond industry just ignored me and belittled sure. me. At just like this huh. is this is never a threat. Like you're crazy. This will never catch on. And then they got a little scared, and then they started the Diamond Producers um, uh, Organization, which is basically a marketing. Um, program or part of their company to stop the flow of conflict diamonds through, uh, sorry, stop the flow of lab growing diamonds by advertising to consumers. And so they've got a whole department now trying, trying to stop um, the popularity of lab growing diamonds. Yeah. So do you, you have colleagues in kind of this business across the country? Do you guys have your own kind of similar kind of association in, or trade marketing group? Yeah. Or? In 2016, we decided to join forces because, you know, we're stronger in numbers. So yeah. now we have the International Growing Diamond Association. Okay. Um, and that's a 10 of the original members of the lab growing diamond industry. And we're just banding together just to protect um, what this is and give the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. we just want to offer the facts. That's it. And the consumers can make up their own mind. Yeah. So... You know, future, we touched on this a little bit, I want to come back to it, is, you know, the future of your business here in, in, in Portland. Um, are you going to, you have the retail shop here, you have online, do you have other retailers across the country? How does that network work? With we, are, your- we are 90% web-based okay. at miadonna.com, but we do have a showroom here in Portland. Yeah. Um, in 2019, we'll be breaking out in retail. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So can you share like what cities you're going to or not quite yet? Well, we'll definitely stay in Portland. Our heart is in Portland. Our head office will will be here. Yeah. yeah. Um, But we have a huge following also in New York and California. Those will be our next next two. Oh, that's exciting. So, uh, well, yeah, I always uh, ask, uh, you know, kind of ask this at the end too is, um, 
you know, Portland's growing a lot mm -hmm. and just kind of taking step away from your business, but just living here. Uh, how has that been? You know, let's talk about just, you know, quality of life here, but how have you seen the business landscape change since mm -hmm. you kind of started your company here in 2005? Yeah. A lot of good things. A lot of great there. things. Do you think yeah. uh, that's been good for your mm -hmm. business or just what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's funny. I used to have to outsource a lot of a lot of work that I couldn't find people here in Portland right. that could that you know they could do um, a lot of tech, especially. Um, and but now I find everyone's in yeah. Portland. I mean, we can compete with LA and mm -hmm. New York and all mm -hmm. the big cities because mm -hmm. um, there's a huge, uh, you know, a lot of talented people here in Portland. Yeah, yeah a lot uh, of movement. It's been great, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously I'm a big advocate of it. So. Well, you know, thanks for sharing the story. I, like I said, it's fascinating to me. Thank you. I really Rice appreciate it. Rice on me to get another ring for oh, the Oh, you're in the right place. <laughs> probably sell me after this. But uh, so Great. folks can find you. It's miadonna.com. Miadonna.com. And we have a showroom here in Portland that yeah. they can come visit as well. All right. Hey, yeah. thanks so much. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Yeah.